opinion, this is the absolute best time in the world to be a chiropractor ever. Because we're going to change healthcare. The surgeons all tell me that. Thank God you guys are so entrepreneurial. All the guys are doing regenerative medicine today. Thank God the chiropractors are pushing this because we can't push it. We don't know how to do it. Now's the best time in the world to be a chiropractor. And doing an integrated practice. Hopefully, I've answered all your questions about purpose and everything else. Do you have any questions I haven't answered that I can answer for you now? Nothing? What's your average? Oh, you have a hands up. He was first. Justin was first. We're out of so American practitioners is out of question right now. So how uh, easy or difficult is it to bring a medical doctor in, and how's the guy in Huntsville doing? Guy in Huntsville's doing great. You talking about Sam? I don't know. That's, that's three months that he's ever had in practice. He stood up at our training last week and said he's not even a client for two years yet, and he's making six times what he made when he started. Um, six. So I think he almost quit. So we had a little dead time in there. We had to rejuvenate him, do a little CPR on him, <laughs> bring him back to life, just to get him to see his viewpoint differently. And when he did, he realized, oh, crap. So when I got into this game, that's all I had to choose from was MDs. So you can get it. What you're looking for is you're looking for a family practitioner who's fed up with somebody like him who got into regenerative medicine. Um, I'm going to tell you a true story. There was a guy in that video who was on stage speaking. He was a very young-looking guy. He was like a crew cut, blonde hair, and suit. We call him the little boy in the suit. It's a true story. So he hired me when he was an associate. He didn't even have a practice. He said, I'm working for my uncles. They have an integrated practice in Utah. I tell them I want to do the same thing. I want to start off my career as an executive and not as a technician. So I said to him, should I sign up with who you signed up with? And they said, nope. I would definitely recommend against that. You might want to look at this group with AMI with Mike Carberry because they knew me from the past with all those people coming through my office. They said, you might want to look at him. So he came and listened to us. He joined us. Didn't even have a practice yet. He told me I have $27,000 saved up. So he said, all right, so I'm going to buy a practice. And I said, I'm not, I'm not a, like a broker, so I'm not going to broker this deal for you. He said, no, I'll just run stuff by and see what your opinion is. So he did. I get text from him and I call him and say, you know, they were saying this, saying that. We'll try to look at this, look at that. Okay, great. Bought his first practice, converted it, had the chiropractor already in there. Within six months, he opened his, he bought his second practice. Six months from that, he bought his third practice. He's 18 months into our contract. He's got three practices running. He gets contacted by a surgeon and an anesthesiologist in Arizona. And they say, we do regenerative medicine and we do it in surgical centers. You know anything about surgical centers? Nope. You know what our biggest problem is? Getting new patients. And you have three practices. Would you like to buy into our surgical center? So he asked me a couple questions. I asked him, asked these questions back. And we find out that they're out of network. And you know what they get paid for a surgical center? It's billed in 15-minute increments. It's the charge for the center. This is what the hospital would charge when you get surgery in a hospital. Every 15 minutes, it's $18,000. So how long does it take to do a stem cell injection? That's one unit. So they just do the injection, bill for the time in the surgical center, out of network. They can't. They have no agreement, so they can't stop them. And they're saying the patient, your insurance covered. So now, the guy's talk at our last convention was because he's been he signed up with us four years ago. He's in our masters, and he says how I turned twenty thousand dollars into twenty million dollars because he was just evaluated by his accounts to be worth twenty million dollars in four years. Now, am I saying you're going to do that? That guy's pretty A to B. So I don't know if you'll be able to do that. But that's the potential. That is potential. 
I now have formed a business with these two guys in Arizona, um, the surgeon and the anesthesiologist, and with Justin. So we have a business that we're marketing, we're piloting something that we may present to AMI clients down the road. But right now, that business is a boom. Okay? What was your question? How long is your ramp up time other than Superman over there that's A to B? Okay, so here's what we tell the exact, every client that starts, my wife's going to do it. When you join today, my wife's going to call you tomorrow, or, or tomorrow Monday, and she's going to say, so here's the plan. We're going to get you delivering stem cells in three months. That means getting your corporation set up, getting all these things done, hiring a person, bringing them in, getting them trained, getting your marketing out, getting people in, and start. And then what happens is we get you up to five injections a week as quickly as possible. That's an extra 25 grand a week. And then you start your rehab. You got it? Unless you already have rehab, and then we just can tweak what you got going on already and put it right in. So for example, there's a lot of things we can recommend that would increase your income and what you're doing right now. So we'll look at that too. We look at what you're doing and say, well, we can add this, we can add that before you even integrate it. Increase your income. Our goal is to get your production as high as fast as possible so you can pay for all the other stuff. Um, your biggest expense is going to be a build out. You're doing, excuse me, you're doing that already. How close are you to being done? Oh, build out? Yeah, we're done. Okay. So we have a complete yeah. open yeah. extra room that's not being used for anything, and then we have a space with just a bunch of e-stem chairs that we could take those out. And okay, good. Like, so we've got we'll big do, spaces open we can use. We'll look at a drawing of your lay, layout. Okay. And tell you what we think. Okay. And we, it's better if we do that before you do the build out, because then you save money. Yeah. But um, you guys are going to wonder about space. How big is the right space? How big is your space? Five thousand. That's big. How big is your space? I got a downstairs. I got fifteen. From where you got upstairs? Uh, <coughs> well, I actually, a thousand downstairs. Sorry, twenty-five hundred. hundred. So we tell people between two and three thousand is the ideal size. With that, I have fifty-three hundred, but it was, it was a training center. It was where I trained all my other clinics. I've had clinics at 3,000 feet. What was this when you bought it, Dave? Uh, 2,400. Now, now with everything, it's 5,100. Because he expanded and put functional medicine in the space. So we guide you. The thing is, we don't want you going out and hiring a whole bunch of employees and doing some big build-out until it's costing you too much money to not do it. That's what makes us valuable. You understand that? Yeah. Okay, so we guide you through the process. Some of you, how many employees do you guys all have? I have 15, and we're doing those numbers. Like, with the 15, no, we just started bringing a nurse practitioner in part-time to help her out on the really busy times with injections, because we're now doing like 200 visits a week, and we're going to collect $5 million this year. So it's getting a little busy. But we teach you, here's how you don't have to hire another nurse practitioner that you can maximize with use of an MA. And you also have to be very selective with your MAs as well, because they can be a bit nefarious, but some of them are awesome. You just got to find the right one. So we coach you through all that. Who else has a question? Does somebody come out, or it's kind of done by the phone? <coughs> you can do that. We discourage it because it's very expensive for us to come out. It's not part of your program. What's part of your program is what I want to run that for. The, the ongoing phone calls, the consultations, the 50 trainings a year. The only one you got to pay for out. outside of that is the injection training because that's not to us. That's to Karen Rhea. So she teaches. Um, you get the trainings, you get the conventions. When you sign up, you get to go to conventions for the rest of your career, even after the two years. 
Most of our guys sign on for a continuation. It's a lot less expensive the second year or second round. Um, a lot of our guys go into masters, you know, but that's a whole different league. So we're looking for a long-term relationship. Yes. So I know it's going to be different for everybody, but on average, what would you say is the amount of capital that you need before you start? I get asked that question a lot. I can tell you this: I've never had a ton of capital. I've always created like when I opened that, those clinics in one year. The first clinic, in 10 weeks, I was doing 150 visits a week from the moment I opened the doors because I have marketing plans and I go bam and I hit it. So my wife and I were talking about this the other day. What's the magic number? We do not want you to overfund. Who said they went to Tim? You went to Tim Gallagher's office. He overfunded, got a big loan. I said, do not do that. He did. You know what happens when you get a big loan? Spend it. Spend it. Yeah. So what we said is. We want you to underfund your. That's what we'll tell you to read Dan and John. Um, usually about twenty-five thousand. Because see, the nurse practitioner is the biggest expense, and you're paying her whenever you do payroll bi-weekly. So the trick is, you don't want her sitting there for six months getting trained. You want to get it so that when she starts, you're training right away. So usually, what people do is they get the injection training schedule, and they say, "Okay, you're starting. So here's the next training, and you have to be able to go to that. Can you do that?" And we walk you through all this stuff. How you line it up when you're not paying something out. The worst thing in the world is pay overhead when you're not getting production. So when you're paying for it, you're paying an MD too, aren't you? Well, the MD, in his situation, they're going to work together. But in my situation, the MD just has to collaboratively supervise. So my MD that I have now, which I had to switch horses in the middle of the stream, and it took me about an hour to fix that. Um, and I'm paying $1,000 a month. Because all he has to do he has to be available by phone. He gets like maybe two phone calls a year, and he has to come in and sign off on 20% of notes, which takes him literally an hour a month. Now, the state of Tennessee has a weird rule. They say you have to put both feet in the clinic at least once a month. So he's got to drive to our clinic, and he lives an hour and a half away. Not leaving his check. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't handle that. Our manager's That's cheap. But that's. He's doing you too, right? Oh, so you're a thousand bucks a week, right? A month. A thousand, month. A thousand bucks a month. Wow. So that's what that costs. Yeah. Yeah. Ohio's got a guy. Yeah. We've got to know how to pay a thousand dollars a month. We've got to reach out to you. Let me just tell you a quick story. The first time, now, if you're working with them, it's a different story. It's a different story. But if they're doing collaborative supervision, here's who you're looking for to do that. A family practitioner who's not making ends meet and they have a kid going to college. Because they need extra money. So my guy said, when he started getting a thousand bucks, he's like, this is great. Do you have any other guys that you know do this? I go, do I have any other guys that do this? <laughs> so we gave him six yeah. guys. I think you're allowed to six, right? Every state is different. Yeah. Every yeah. state is different. Some states are unlimited. This is one of those states. But they have every state has weird law. Wisconsin, they don't even have to be licensed in Wisconsin. I think it's Wisconsin. They just got to be an MD somewhere in the United States. So um, every state is different. Don't fall into the trap of asking your friend what to do with following their rules. If they're a different state, you get in big trouble. Um, but it takes them literally an hour. And what he does, he goes on a little tour. When he does it, he goes drive around, hits them all, and he gets an extra six grand a month. Yeah. Two questions. One, I've been trying to hire a nurse practitioner, which is hard. You help me locate the right person uh, in Georgia and hire them, a nurse practitioner. Number two, um, as far as uh, what you have set up, uh, yeah, does this cover the legal thing as far as set up the end? Okay, so good question. So here's what I tell you. Number one, we teach you how to find a nurse practitioner. We don't go find them for you. Because once you're done with us, you, you may have to hire new ones in the future. Okay. 
If you don't know how to do it, then you got to come back and hire us. So we teach how to do it. And if we teach how to do it on your own, we're going to do it with a recruiter. I use a recruiter because I can't afford to go find them online. I don't have that time. The recruiter charges us, what's he charge? Six? Five? Something six. Five or six thousand. Five or six thousand. And you only pay them if you find you the one you hire. So like you send you ten resumes, you don't pay them unless you hire one of them. And if you find a bunch on your own, you hire one you found, you don't pay them anything. Okay. So that's the way I go, because I can't afford it. And he's like, there's a lot of nurse practitioners. I've never had, I had one guy one time say to me, oh, there's no nurse practitioners in my state. I'm like, yes, there are. We have clients in your state. Not in my area. You don't have anybody in my area. There's no nurse practitioners in my area. And this one on, you remember this guy? Yeah, I know. Don't say his name, but yeah. what state? <laughs> Wisconsin. So this is going on for months, and he's like, oh, I'm getting ready to quit. There's no nurse practitioners. And we happened to sign a new guy on the other side of town, like 10 miles away from me. And he got a nurse practitioner in like three weeks. So I called that guy and said, how'd you find the nurse practitioner so fast? I went to the school. Where's the school? In my town. There's a nurse practitioner school in your town, and you just went there, and they gave you a list of ones that are looking for a job? Yep, that's pretty much it. So I called the other guy, all pissed off, because he was going on about, there's no nurse practitioner in my area. I'm like, did you know there's a school? Yeah. <laughs> well, why didn't you go to the school? Am I allowed to do that? Uh -huh. <laughs> So we'll teach you how to do it. When you get a great reputation, people come looking to you instead right. of you looking for them. My wife That's had, right. My wife had a PA call her up a couple weeks ago and says, I want to work in a clinic like yours. Can I come interview? We're like, we're not looking for somebody, but we'll talk to you. Okay. Um, and they come looking, because this is the future of medicine. Now, now the difference is, in this state, a PA and a nurse practitioner are almost the same, but they're not the same. PA is governed by the medical board. Nurse practitioner is governed by the nursing board. In your state, a PA cannot work without a medical doctor on site. Right. So that would, I would, for me, I'm not looking at PA, Correct. unless I want to medical doctor on site. But the entire time he's there, his license is not to be billed under unless the MD's standing right there. Okay. That would be too expensive. Okay. And what about the uh, legal part? You're going to need an attorney. I am, it's against the law for me to practice law, yes. and it's against the law for me to have an attorney and have a deal with an attorney to get you okay. Okay. So we can recommend people, and I know the exact guy in your state that I would use, because John Oxidine is a friend of mine, and he recommended this guy. He knows. All the contracts have to set it up, and it would be probably around five thousand dollars. But I—that's him and you. That's not me. Uh, usually, to set up the, the legals in any state, it runs anywhere from three to twenty thousand dollars. If you're in a state like Massachusetts, it's a little more complicated because that state you have to set up the management company and everything else. Tim can't own that; he can only own the management company. But you got to do it compliantly. Those states are more expensive. But in states where you can own, now you should know this: you know, in Georgia, technically, the law is you can't own a medical clinic. But for the last 40 years, chiropractors have been allowed to open medical clinics, and there's thousands of them. So the precedent is dependable, and that's what it is. When you start looking at law, there's no laws written for this. It's what can the attorney defend. So start thinking like this. Even if you don't join us, start thinking, when I use an attorney, I use that attorney because that's who's going to defend it. When you pick your attorney, don't pick it on how cheap is your contract. Pick it on how good is your contract and how good are you at defending it. I can't afford a cheap attorney. But the attorney I have, when he told me his price, I'm like, Rich, I mean, come on, your attorney, charge more than that. He said, well, no, this is fair. But he's a really good attorney. So we can talk about that. Anybody else? Yes. Is there data on malpractice risk in this kind of an organization, this kind of an entity, legal entity? So in your... You're an MD, and you would know that if you do injections while you're doing rehab, what's the risk there? 
Well, I don't, I don't know rupturing the tendon. That, but I, I know it's a plastic surgeon. Well, let me answer that. Yeah. So, yeah. what you're doing is more invasive. Yeah. We're not doing cortisone, so there's no risk of rupturing. Yeah. Right. So the risk on this, when my medical doctor, every medical doctor ever worked with me, when they looked at it, said, "This is so safe, and so yeah. non-invasive." That's why we get the cheapest rate. Well, they were probably learning less than five thousand uh, dollars, depending on the state. Eight thousand for fifteen employees is what I got in Tennessee. We're in trying to decide whether we're on the state line. What's the government cancels oh. and their pros and cons on both. I practice in both. Here's what I would. Might you want my two cents? Because we have clients in both. The medical board in, in Kansas is vicious, and they control. Oh, the I, 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 I don't want to practice in Kansas. Yeah. So I would go to Missouri. Yeah, we're, we're looking at Kansas. Yeah. 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 Oh, there you go. I'm going to Missouri. Yeah, lots of nice Missouri. And like that guy you just said, who said I, I just joined AMI and it's much bigger than I thought. He's in Missouri, and that guy had been out of practice for 20 years and had to start from scratch at 55 years old. And we got him up and running, and he's he just texted me. I did twenty-five thousand dollars in step sales this morning. <laughs> well, I'm already sued and won a case of the medical board in Kansas. So it's probably not real. Tomorrow. And that's a good place to be from. <laughs> <laughs> you recommend doing um, like injections, PRP, stem cell, and then not starting rehab that day? Um, that's a good question we get all the time. When we do stem cells, we tell people well, you don't want to be pounding on this. Like if you do, now my wife and I disagree. She's a PT and I'm a chiro. I'm like, you know what? You want to stimulate a little bit, but you definitely don't want to be like CrossFit. My wife says, you know what? They can lay off of that. There's going to be a mild inflammatory response. So you lay off of it for a week or so before you start rehab. That's what we do. But when we do PRP, we do follow-ups with PRP. You know why? One, it's dirt cheap. No matter what these guys tell you, you don't need a $26,000 centrifuge. Mine costs less than five hundred, And then it's less than 10 bucks. What's the cost you to do PRP? $8. $8 a visit. So that mentality of one injection, sometimes we put stem cells in, it takes three months to start to take an effect. And if you paid 5000 bucks for an injection and it's two months into it, you don't feel anything, you get pretty upset. Doing PRP puts a lot of growth factor and a lot of anti-inflammatory natural ones in the area so the patient feels better. So we say, we're going to do this injection now, and a month from now we're going to do another one because it's only going to cost us 8 bucks. We don't tell them that. We normally charge $500 for the second one, but we'll throw this in for buying the first one. And then we do that, and now it's buying them time for that to kick in. It works extremely well. You're value stacking. I'm value stacking everything. I got a whole bunch more, but I'm not telling you guys until you let come climb. Any other questions? So you said chiropractic practice that we have now will continue on the way it is. Yep. How much time does it require putting into this? Are you the only chiropractor? No. Associate. So um, my wife is also a chiropractor. Okay. Um, she, she does the exam, and Dr. Stephanie and I treat. But I'm, I mean, I'm My wife knows better. Dave, what do you say? Uh, the, I, I think a big variable on the time frame is how fast you move. I, I can tell you, and his wife is, her, her operating basis in life is ready, fire, aim maybe. Right. <laughs> and I say aim maybe. She's, she really does put in all the systems. But it is, I'm going to get started on it and then figure out on the back end. My wife runs coaches. So your coach would be reporting my wife. More than once a week. So it, it is really dependent on how fast you move. There's clients who have been up and running literally in four weeks, and then there's guys, and you go, how come you haven't come up with a name yet? You know, 
Um, that is not an AMI problem. That is somebody who can't get out of their own way. And just so you know, if you do that, we're going to get a cattle prod and start poking. Yeah, absolutely. That is. That is uh, can, so, so I asked that. So that, that exact question I actually asked his wife that. If you can put at least 10 hours a week working on your business rather than in your business, i.e. implementing, we can make that work. Does that sound off? I haven't worked in my business for two decades. Right. But, but I'm saying 10 hours a week working on the business. Yeah. yeah. I think the fair thing is it's going to take work. There's no doubt about it. It's going to take work. You're going to have longer hours and stuff. The payoff is huge in so many ways. Um, you know, I get to go on vacation. I get to go teach with AMI. I don't. I don't go teach for them at the conventions and stuff like that because, uh, and I find it fun. But I have I have four kids. You know, I have other things that I can do on those weekends. But it's making sure you guys are successful that makes it worth going to. But I get to go do that and not be here. Um, and so there's there's huge, the payoff is huge if you're willing to put the work in. You know, a lot of people ask how much does it cost. How much do you want to work? If you want to work harder on it, it gets to cost you less, right? The more money you want to spend on marketing, the less work you have to put in marketing. The less you want to spend on marketing, the more work you got to put in. And I will tell you, you will be spending money on marketing. If you don't want that, then it's the maintenance practice, which is okay. If you want to do that, fine. But if you don't want a maintenance practice, that's generating like forty or forty-five dollars a visit. You got to market, just like every other business in America. We'll do 2.8 million this year, maybe more, because we're out of network now. It might be, it might be by the end of the year, it might be three and a half million. But we'll spend, you know, I mean, right now we're probably twenty thousand a month on marketing. But last week, I actually haven't had a week in the last four months where we've had less than sixty calls to the patients. So not all of them are going to show up. We're, we're not, not going to tell you twenty grand on marketing a month to start. For, for sure. Yeah, he's yeah. got double practice going. He's got functional medicine practice. He's got physical medicine practice. He's been doing it a while, and he's doing numbers that are, you know, seventy-five thousand a week collections. But most of our guys are spending about five grand a month to start. That's why we're talking about twenty-five thousand. You mean five grand a month marketing. just for marketing? Yep. Because you got to generate those new patients coming in. We tell you exactly how to do it. Me, I, you, you know, if you do one type of marketing, you're going to brand yourself, and people are going to become numb to it. You won't brand yourself. I'm sorry. People become numb to it, and they won't register anymore. You have to keep changing up marketing. Remember, I have a marketing degree, and I work for Dun & Bradstreet, the largest marketing company in the world. So you got to keep changing the way you look, and you got to keep changing the way people see you, not dramatically, subtly, so they keep connecting you. Um, so there's different avenues. I market to businesses because I don't want Medicare age. I mean, I don't even do Medicare injections because we're, see, in Medicare, you can be in network, out of network, or opt out. And if you opt out, you can't even treat a Medicare patient for free. That's what we are. Yeah, so that's how we are. So we don't see anybody over 65. We refer them out. So what I do is I go to businesses and market. And I love it because we get somebody who has great insurance, Kay has great insurance, like, Kay, you know, you're doing well here, everything's going on. I'm glad you're here, great. So listen, I noticed where you work. How would we get in contact and who would we get in contact with in HR? You know who that is? Yes. Could you introduce us to that person? Could you reach out? Great. All right. And then we'll now market into that company. And that's super they cheap marketing. A thousand employees with the same insurance. And they're all talking. And she's getting better. And she's going to go, oh, yeah, I go there. Go. This is a great place. That's and marketing. Cheap marketing, too. Yeah. That's a really basic question. But in terms of recognition of a new entity that's not a part of ACGME, is there a difficulty in doing that? I mean, do we... You mean being credentialed like in a... Yeah, I mean, in terms of it's being a legal entity, 
it has to be registered with the state uh -huh. and uh, we need a contract uh, in order to do that we've got a new name and uh, we're working on the logo so we have stuff. attorneys but that we have attorneys that know how to do that okay. we even have clients in your state no matter which side of the river you're on or the other okay. river you're on um, so we can get their names of their attorneys and help you out if you, if you need that. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. So because they. Those are, I mean, that's where you start. You got to be legal. Yep. It's it's more complicated. What states you guys from? Alabama, right? Missouri. Missouri, good state. Georgia, good state. Ohio, good state. Anybody from Oklahoma? <laughs> you might have to do the management setup. You might have to do that. But we have attorneys that know how to do it in that state. We have clients in that state, and it works great. After World War II, guys were medical doctors came back from the war and wanted to open up their own practice. So they started opening their own practice. They didn't know how to run practice because they were medical doctors. They weren't entrepreneurial. So what happened was this market of management companies started to arise. Management companies would come in and they'd say, okay, so um, if you own the management company, and all three of you could, even if you're not a clinician, um, if you own the management company, you could bill for, the, the say this rent here was 5000 a month, you could charge 9000 a month. Because you're now managing the rent and managing the place. You're the go-between. And all your employees that are non-clinical, if you pay them $12 an hour, you can charge $24 an hour because that's what most staffing companies do. And then all the equipment, you can lease the equipment. And all the marketing, you get them to pay for the marketing. All the billing services, if you even have an outside billing service that costs, say, 6% 6, 6%, you can charge, you can double that because you're managing the billing company. So you get paid for everything you do. And hospitals started realizing about 20 years ago or 30 years ago, the management companies make more money than the doctor's offices do. So the hospitals said, let's get into the management business, and they started buying up medical practices. Have you guys noticed that around the country? Yeah. Okay. That's why they're doing it, because they're running the business, and that's the most profitable part of the business. So that's what you guys can do. Now, it might have changed in your state, because the states are all changing. Texas, anybody here from Texas? Texas was like, you can't own it at all. And left. like a year and a half ago, the governor just signed a bill and said, chiropractic can own 99% of the medical clinic in the state of Texas because there's not enough medical doctors. New Jersey's about to do that. Maybe from New Jersey? Um, uh, Maryland, great state. We have clients in Maryland too, they're doing really well. And we already talked about your state. We talked about your state. Yes? Who takes care of the billing? Do you? We do our own billing, but we, you know, to teach billing, you need a license or you're in trouble. And if you're a consultant and you teach billing without a license, you're in big trouble. So what we do is we get people that have licenses that we vet to make sure, and we have some that are really good. My wife has used them, and she says this is a good company. We have good experience, and we've negotiated a lower fee for you guys for their services. So we can recommend that, but we do our billing in-house. Especially because it's out of network, and we want to control that. So my wife has gotten on the phone with, with people and explained, but we're not going to come in and teach you. If we did that, there'd be a separate fee for that. We'd have to charge for coming in. So if we already have someone, we have someone just off-site that she works from home and logs into our system and does all of our. Here's the difference: it's going to be not a, an infinite number of more billing codes, but there's more billing codes. That's what I'm going to say. Would we keep the chiropractic billing separate and have somebody else, or just have the new? Person we don't. But initially, when you keep the two businesses, this will be doing theirs, and you'll be doing this. But what happens is eventually everything does this. Every client we've ever had comes with cognition. I don't need chiropractic practice anymore because everybody in the medical practice is getting chiropractic care anyway, and this is way more problems. I'll give you another example. 
if your state changed the law, or your insurance companies in your state changed the law, this would happen in Tennessee, what was it, three years ago? Yeah. Blue Cross Blue Shields, which is 75% of the state, says, chiropractors from now on, they uh, only get paid $60 a visit. You can do whatever you want. You can do rehab, you can do acupuncture, you can do x-rays, you can do diagnostic tests, you can do adjustments, you can do whatever you want, but you only get 60 bucks. Everybody in the state who's doing rehab went out of business. Except for me. All my medical, all my uh, rehab billing was medical. So I was charging $55 a visit and I got a raise. I get 60 now. So you're still going to build a chiropractic and a chiropractic license, but it's just another service. And everything you go under the medical license is no longer under that chiropractic restriction. So does that mean now Cairo is underneath the medical as far as the billing goes? It'll be building the Cairo's license. Okay, that's right? what I was trying to understand. Under the Cairo's license, and that will still be subject to whatever, like, you know, chiropractic is less than 5% of my collections. Yeah. So if they said, we're not paying for chiropractic anymore, I would say, fine, I'm still going to do it. Right. I'm making plenty of money without it. You just have the chiropractic still being billed by that person, do all medical separate, and then eventually, if you say, "Okay, we just want now this company to go ahead and take," don't change anything. To. Keep that entity doing its own because it's paying the bills right now. We're going to create this other income line, and that'll be different. There will be more codes, but it's look when we do trainings, we can help you with. We can't say this is the code, use this code. We can say these are the codes we use. These are the diagnoses we use, and then you can look at it and make a decision. If I teach you, I'm in trouble. Mm -hmm. And you're saying you don't have to have a PT to do the PT? I don't have a PT. Under. I sleep with a PT. Did you guys know that? No. You know all the fighting between chiropractic and PT? Oh, yeah. PT cannot own a medical clinic. Chiropractic can't. We refer, we are able to refer to PT and say all that as well. Um, so if we had a medical doctor, he would just have... It's called incident to billing. An athletic trainer or somebody. Let me, yeah, we hire people with exercise science degrees because that state pumps them out and they're all trying to get into medical school or PT school and less than half are successful. So we got half the class looking for a job. We pay them 11 bucks an hour. Okay. Is that what you do here? Yeah, 11, 12 yeah. So it's, it's a lot cheaper and um, you're, it's incident two. When, to give you guys an idea of understanding of incident two, when you have somebody that needs therapy, do you put them on therapy? Like East End, uh, who does that? Yeah, do you bill it under her license? She doesn't have a license. Whose license is billed under? Okay, so the rules for that is, he has to examine the patient, he has to make a cognitive decision, he has to tell him where and how long, and he's gotta be on site while it's being done, right? That's called incident two. So that's what we did in Pennsylvania, we had the MDs doing it, we had to teach them, we taught them how to do it, they knew how to do the diagnosis and everything, we're billing under a license. So you bill. So another thing is billing medical is billing PT that goes to the Cairo. You're only having the chiropractor adjust. They're not pretty much anything else. So we because we do a lot of fascia, soft tissue. You can yeah. still do that, and you out of network, but you get paid for it. Yeah, it's not in network. They're going to say. And before you make that decision on out of network in Alabama, you might want to research it a little bit. Yeah. Would you not healthcare? You get a time with that. You get a time with $55 max, and then no matter what, it's free. I can tell you, I've never been in network with Edna. 
and I was only short time with United because they suck in network for us. Without a network, they're freaking great. They're freaking great. So like, did you find the same thing? Actually, when I get Blue Cross, I'm like, ah, they used to be our biggest payer. Now United Healthcare Signal, we're like, yes, job Jim. You're out of network with United. Are you in network with anybody now? No. Yes. So, more like our software, we use Pirate Push. Do you need to do a separate software? Do you put everybody in the same? Um, that's probably the most common software that our clients have. Okay. So, here's the deal everybody says, What do you use? And I go, Well, we're on paper. Well, when are you going to change that? That would be never. <laughs> you know, they were going to move it to where you had to get DMA? Yeah, right. I mean, not DMA, uh, DMA, DMA. Yeah. You know why? The whole premise was based on this. Couldn't read your notes. A clinician. Should, or a patient should be able to walk into any clinic in the United States and you can pull up their records. What does that violate? So they've abandoned it. They're never going to make it mandatory, ever. And the system works on paper, so we'll teach you as if it's on paper and then you can convert it to ChiroTest. But I do know this, most of our clients have ChiroTest. But we have clients that have every system you can ever think of and then time you've never heard of. We haven't had one client say, I couldn't convert this to my system. I mean, the worst case scenario is you do it on paper and take a picture of it and put it in the note. Right? Do you know how to make macros? Yeah. I don't even know what a macro is. Don't <laughs> 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 ask me. I go to my 16 year old, can you. <laughs> you make a fun thing? Can you program this? Can you set my alarm up to these? Did you develop your own software or did you buy one? You have some. Paper works great. All right. Okay, any other questions? Yes, sir. Are you familiar with Dr. Friedman? Got documentation? No. You ever hear of Kathy Mills Chang? Yes, Somebody went to her and looked up and said, Look at this program. Is this a good program? She went, This is an awesome program. Who wrote this? So she's been trying to meet me. I've never met her. She liked me on LinkedIn. I'm president of LinkedIn. But um, her and uh, then there's who's the guy that is the attorney who has the software company? Uh, Crabtree. Crabtree. Um, Clinic Top. Clinic. So this guy is an attorney who has a he's a billing and compliance attorney. He's also a chiropractor, and he started a company called Clinic Top. He's got EMR software. And so one of our clients went in to buy his program, and he looked at our notes. He's like, "Where did you get these? Oh, that's our consultant AMI." So we get a phone call. I need to talk to the owners. Whoever created that soft, that, that documentation system. So my wife gets on the phone with me. He's like, this is the most awesome documentation system I've ever seen, ever. I want to make a program for your clients. And Colleen's like, if you want to, go ahead. I can't stop you. Can I come into your office? So he spent like three days in, his office, in our office with his daughter who's an attorney, writing all the programs and the macros for our system. And then he shows up at our conventions. He sells it. But we're still on paper because we like the paper. So yeah, I mean, we get on we get on paper. Oh yeah, that's why I said every form we have, you can download on your computer into a Word document and do whatever you want. Is it integrating well medically? We're using a full office setup, pulse, medically based. I've had to customize it because of my mind quite a bit. So if you someone more chiropractic, could you program my phone for me? That's my answer. Here you go. That's my answer. I don't know what the hell you're talking about with pulse and all that stuff. We're on paper. It works. We've never had a client say they couldn't interface ours with their okay. property. Ever. And we have clients in 46 states.
Yes. So originally the nurse practitioner sees the patient for the exam, right? Yes. For all of them. Who does the report findings? Well, it has to be a clinician in most states. But it's a good question you ask, and I'm just going to, like, I'm giving you guys some training. I don't know if you know this, but I'm giving you some training. So when you get trained, what we're going to say is the chiropractor is a clinician who can win and do the exam or the report of findings. But if you win, and like I was tempted to do, and go, it's okay, this is what I want to do. I'm saying, I'm a chiropractic office, I'm a chiropractic office, I'm a chiropractic office. And although I believe in chiropractic and I love it, it's really not good for marketing. So what I had to train myself to do, and I've trained all my employees to do, that you would train him to do, when he would do the report of findings, you're going to say, okay, so Dr. Jack, when he examined you the other day, this is what he came up with. He wanted me to come in and explain it to you. Is it okay if I do that? Sure. Good. Here's your x-ray. Boom, 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 boom. Here's this, here's that, here's Kevin. Does anybody recommend this? What he wants to do? Any questions about that? Yeah. Okay, which questions? Oh, answer, 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 answer. Okay. Do you understand it now? Yes, I have a question for you. Would you like to do it? Okay, so cost, that's why Stephanie's going to be here. She's really good at this, and we have her sitting in the room, because if she's not, when she comes in, it's a different person. Well, I don't know if I want to do this. If she's sitting right there, she just heard her say, yes, I want to do it. Then you just transfer power. Transfer power, it's exactly what we're doing. You understand that concept? You guys will understand that when you're in our training. Transfer <laughs> power. <laughs> so you get that? And then I get from her the yes. Do you want to do it? Yes. How do I handle the time? You want to teach it right now how to handle time? This is one of the best ways to handle time. So, okay, um, if time were not an issue, would you want to do this? Yes. Okay, so then you see the value of doing this? Okay, so I don't know your schedule, so tell me, how could you handle the time? Do what I just did? Yes. Flip it back on. I flip it back on her. Yeah. And see what she started doing immediately. Every time I do that, I start going, well, I guess I could. And then you hear the reasons they can't make it. Well, I guess I get my husband to take Johnny to soccer practice. I'm like, that's why you couldn't have time? <laughs> Who asked that question? You did. Right? Does that answer your question? So you, it has to be a clinician, in my opinion. There are some states that allow non clinicians to do it, but in my opinion, if you're going to explain tests and x rays and exams, you need a clinician there to do it. So a chiropractor could do it, as long as they do it in the name of the medical person that's ordering it. Because you're not, see, every time you don't do it in the name of the chiropractor, you're saying, and, and, and did I tell you I like to be chained to this office? Okay, do you understand this? And did I tell you I like to be chained to this office? And then do you understand this? Because I'm a big shot, hot shot, and did I tell you I like to be chained to this office? <laughs> it's like you're chaining yourself in, chaining, you can't take a vacation. Mm -hmm. Right? And if you guys want to do, see if I look at the three of you, and I look at, I know how powerful, Tien? Trin. Trin. I know how powerful she is, and you guys are striking the same way. You just have three practices. There's no reason why you couldn't do it. Our deal on that is this. If you're up and running and you're one of the fast guys and you get to practice up and running in six months, what do we charge Justin for the second practice? Nothing. What do you charge him for the third one? Nothing. We want you to do multiple practices. So we've had guys go from one to five practices in two years because they were really smart putting systems in place and realized, I got a lot of free time. Might as well open one of them. That's why Ross LeBrain as a surgeon working for him, supervising nurse practitioners. He's got his own supervisor, supervising nurse practitioners, and she has to go in and do a procedure because it's a facet injection she can do. Any other questions? All right, I got one for you. You want to do it? Raise your hand if you're interested to find out 
the next step of this process to do this with us. All right, good. So these guys are here to talk to you about that. Um, thank you.